Yo, this is Axel Rose of Guns N' Roses. Hey, this is Carmen Electra. Hi, this is Daryl Strawberry. What up, though? This is Big Snoop Deal Double G. Hi, this is John Stallard. Hey, yo, Hulk Hogan here. What's up? This is Beyonce. I got a great show lined up for y'all. Hey, yo, yo, yo. Let's get this party started. The Sports Beat. You know what? Let's keep it hot. The Sports Beat is off the chain, man. Ah, yeah. The Sports Beat. Download the podcast now. You're listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Happy Friday. This is the Friday Night Lights High School Football Preview Review Show for Week 6. And I am excited to be bringing you all the high school action in and around the Chattahoochee Valley. Just a reminder that we are being broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM The Key out of Newton, Georgia. And we are brought to you by Ivy Park Sports Bar Grill, Go Jump and Slide Inflatables, Backwoods Barbecue, and Planet Fitness. High school football season is almost to the halfway point. This is week six. I'm going to break down all the games in and around the Chattahoochee Valley, and we have got a lot of them to cover. But before we get started, this is episode 467 on this September 23rd, 2022. And so let's get this show started. All right. We had a very light schedule of high school football games in the Chattahoochee Valley last night. There were no games at Kennett Stadium or A.J. McClung Memorial Stadium. But we did have the Carver Tigers traveling up the road to Atlanta to take on the winless Hapeville Charter. And uh, Carver trying to build momentum going into this game 2-1. and one, Off to a hot start thanks to a 33-yard touchdown by Jamari Riley to put the Carver Tigers up 7-0. It was a close game in the first half as Hapeville Charter gets a score and misses the extra point and it's 7-6 at the halftime. And it was 7-6 at the half. But it was all Carver in the second half, outscoring the Hornets of Hapeville Charter 21 to nothing. And the Carver Tigers are now 3-1 overall, and Hapeville Charter falls to 0-5. The Carver Tigers will be in action at A.J. McClung Memorial Stadium next week for a region game against their crosstown rival, the Columbus Blue Devils. All right, before we get into all the games for Friday for Week 6, and the high school game of the week. I have a poll on my Twitter page. You can vote on what is going to be the high school game of the week for week seven. There is five days left to vote. I have got four choices. One of the choices is the Columbus Blue Devils at Carver. You got Chatco at Schley County, Lynette at Realtown, and Opelika at Auburn. Currently, Opelika at Auburn is leading all the votes with 85% of the votes. So unless those other schools start getting on Twitter and start voting right away, it's looking like the high school game of the week is going to be Opelika at Auburn. All right, let's get into week six. You voted for it on Twitter. The high school game of the week is IMG Academy at Central. This is the national game of the week. 
This game is going to be televised on ESPNU. What a showcase at Garrett Harrison Stadium to see a team like IMG Academy who continues to put four-star and five-star athletes at the next level at Power 5 football schools. IMG Academy is no stranger to the Chattahoochee Valley. They played Auburn last season, and they defeated them 27-17. to I even said if Auburn were to pull this off, this would be considered the greatest upset in high school football history. I believe this Central is up to the challenge. They have been battle-tested. They lost to Thompson in the state championship. They're better for it. Jalen Epps is going to be ready to go, leading the offense for head coach Patrick Nix. And if you look at Central's lineup, they have nothing but four-star and three-star recruits that are going to play at the next level. And Garrett Harrison Stadium is going to be fired up. They're going to be ready to go for this contest. I believe Central is going to give IMG Academy all they can handle. And it should be a great game. Central's coming. The Red Devils are coming into this contest 4-1 after beating Jeff Davis on Saturday morning, 49-16. And IMG Academy is 2-1. They did lose to start the season. They lose to Central of Miami 20-14 to start week one. But then they've been dominant, beating the team from St. Louis, Deschmet Jesuit, 50-6, and then East out of Salt Lake City, Utah, 63-13. Looking at IMG Academy's schedule, they showcase a lot of high schools around the country, including St. Francis Academy out of Baltimore, one of the top schools in the country. But it's just a display of talent, and glad that Central's able to be a part of it. Central is well-deserving. I mean, Let's look past that upset loss to Opelika. Central is one of the top teams in Alabama. They're going to compete for a state title. Even if they lose to IMG Academy here, I believe Central is going to run the table and do very well. you got to hold up because Auburn is coming too. As, of course, when I reveal my top 10 rankings later on in the show, I'll be interested to see where Auburn and Central are ranked in my rankings. It's no surprise. I already revealed it on Monday. All right, speaking of Auburn... 5-0 5-0 on the season, taking on a 5A program out of Birmingham, Ramsey, who's 4-1. Auburn had no problem with Robert E. Lee Thursday night at the Cramden Bowl as they defeated Robert E. Lee 58-7. It looks like that two-quarterback system is working for the Auburn Tigers, and they have a tough non-region opponent game until they take on Opelika next week, which is more than likely going to be the high school game of the week. Speaking of Opelika, they are in action against undefeated Theodore. Theodore is 5-0. and They are a 6A program. Opelika 4-1 and after losing to Prattville last week 24-21 in overtime. Opelika's quarterback is... Roman Gagliano, but they also have weapons on the outside. Jakari Thornton is Gagliano's favorite target. And Caden Cooper is the running back for the Opelika Bulldogs. The game that Corey and I are going to be calling on the CW Jabama for the high school game of the week is Russell County at Valley. These two programs were once region foes. Russell County actually went up to Valley last season and defeated them 35-14. to I was actually in attendance for that game. Russell County is off to a very slow start. 
one and three on the season after losing to Wetumpka 49 to seven and Valley. They are two and two on the season after beating Silicaga in week four, 46 to 14. Valley has had an extra week to prepare for this game. I don't know if I would call this game a rivalry, but it was one of the candidates for a high school game of the week because these used to be region foes. Russell County wants to try to get the win. Valley has gone down to 5A, but they're still a talented team with quarterback Cam Dooley. You know, Cam Dooley is only a junior, and Valley has this passing attack now with Jamarius Martin and Chase Childs. It should be a fun game, and I'm looking forward to calling this game. We decided to go to Valley because Glenwood is on a bye this week, and Smith Station is on the road. Speaking of Smith Station, they are going up to Alexander City, not too far up the road, to take on Benjamin Russell, a 6A program that's 3-1 and one on the season. Smith Station is 1-4 and four on the season after losing in a slugfest to Dothan, 57-43. to 43. And out of nowhere, the Dothan Wolves are 4-1. and one. I did not see that coming. You got Eufaula, 3-1 on the season after losing to Pike Road in overtime last week, 16-10. They are 3-1 on the season, and they're taking on Pell City. Eufaula has got some outstanding recruits, according to Rivals.com. A four-star wide receiver, Yonzi Pierre, who's verbally committed to the University of Alabama. They also have three-star offensive tackle Patrick Screws, who has verbally committed to Georgia Tech, and three-star linebacker Trayvon Henry, who's verbally committed to Southern Miss. All right, we have another battle. It was a candidate for high school game of the week, the Hanley Tigers coming into Dan Washburn Stadium to take on the Lynette Panthers. This is a non-region game. Hanley is 5-0. The Lynette Panthers are 2-3 after losing a heartbreaker to Laverne 26-25. You know, Coach Story said that this is a young team. They have powerhouses in their region now like Highland Home. They lose to their arch rival Valley, who's a 5A program. And Lynette plays big boy football at the 2A level. So they're going to use that home crowd. Hanley up the road in Roanoke. They're going to have a lot of fans. They're going to make the trip down to Lynette and this is a rivalry game and it should be a fun and entertaining afternoon of football and I cannot wait. Dadeville, we don't really talk much about Dadeville. They're just on the outskirts of the Chattahoochee Valley, but they are taking on Notasalga, who's 0-4 after losing the Battle of Highway 14 to Lochapoca. And uh, Lochapoca is on a bye this week. But I'm telling you, that was a very big game by Lochapoca. But Notasalga is going to try to get the victory over Dadeville. A big shout-out to Dadeville. Just being on the outskirts and they're 4-0. Another team that I want to give some love to is Randolph County out of Wadawi. Like, if you go up the road, like you're heading towards Anniston, You'll run into Wadawi. You have Central of Clay County out of Lineville. There's a lot of these small towns have these high school teams that are very passionate. And even though they're not in the Chattahoochee Valley, 
it's still nice just to give them some love once in a while. We do have some contests over in the private school sector as Chambers Academy, three and two after rallying off a three-game win streak. They're one and zero in region play, taking on Bessemer Academy, who is one and three. I was able to see Bessemer Academy in action when they played Glenwood a couple of weeks ago. You got a massive battle between two undefeated teams. Lee Scott Academy 4-0 on the season, led by head coach Buster Daniel. J.C. Hart is the three-star running back who's verbally committed to the University of Auburn. Taking on Macon East Montgomery Academy, who is also 4-0. A lot of great action here in the state of Alabama. You got Lochapoca on a bye. Glenwood is on a bye. Lafayette is on a bye. Beauregard is on a bye. So let's talk about the Beulah Bobcats. Right, the Beulah Bobcats are 0-4. They've had a tough season. But they do take on Prattville Christian Academy, who's 2-2 on the year. They fell to Wellburn out of Anniston 62-7 on the 9th. They are fresh off a bye, and so the Beulah Bobcats are going to take on Prattville Christian Academy. I want to give a shout out to Randolph County because their turnaround from having a 1 in 10 season last year, their turnaround is absolutely incredible. Now, if you want to get technical, they're not really in the Chattahoochee Valley. They're up in Wadawi, but Randolph County is taking on Wadley. Randolph County is 4 and 0 overall and 2 and 0 in region play after defeating Weaver on the road 20 to nothing. This turnaround by Randolph County is incredible for 3A Region 4 play. All right, let's talk about Realtown. Realtown, after beating Barber County last week, 76 to nothing, they're on a bye. They're going to host Lynette next week. That was East Alabama. Now let's go over to West Georgia. There were no Thursday night football games in action in the Chattahoochee Valley at all. Of course, Carver was on the road last night and got the victory over Hapeville Charter. Let's start with the action at Kennett Stadium, where the Shaw Raiders, trying to snap a three-game losing streak, will take on the Jordan Red Jackets. This is a non-region contest as Shaw is in 4A and the Jordan Red Jackets are in 2A. Jordan is just wanting to get something going. They had a tough season last year when their football program was canceled after four games because of things out of their control. And the coaching staff and the players, they just want to play football. But it's been tough. They're 0-4 on the season. They have not scored a point yet, losing to Southwest last week 61 to nothing, And they just want to show something. Shaw, on the other hand, were shocked, losing to the Columbus Blue Devils 33-20. to and they're on a three-game losing streak. This is considered a home game for Shaw, but you're going to have fan bases on both sides. Being at Kennett Stadium, I enjoy the atmosphere. You know, it's very close to my house. I, I enjoy just going to a football game at Kennett Stadium. At A.J. McClung Memorial Stadium, you have Rutland out of Macon taking on the Spencer Green Wave. This is a region game. For the Spencer Green Wave. The earliest poll had Spencer one of the top teams in 2A Region 2. After beating Kendrick on Thursday night to pick up their first victory in region play, 
Now they take on Rutland, and Rutland is three and one on the season and one and zero in region play. They were able to defeat Central of Macon twenty six to nineteen last Friday. It's going to be a tough matchup for Spencer, but it is a home game, and let's see if they can pick up the win. Going up the road, up I-185 at Callaway Stadium. The Callaway Cavaliers are back in action, fresh off their bye. One and three on the season after getting a big victory over Heard County in the Pulpwood Classic. And the Callaway Cavaliers getting ready to take on Redan out of Stone Mountain. Redan is one and three on the season. We have some massive top ten road contests in the Chattahoochee Valley, including Troop County taking on Stars Mill. Both teams are 4-0 on the season. This is a region matchup. Both teams are 1-0 in region play. So the winner of this game could be in the driver's seat for the playoffs. Stars Mill comes in hosting the Troop County Tigers in Fayetteville. And Troop County got a big top 10 win over Whitewater last weekend when they were down in that game 20 to 7 and Teo Todd gets them all the way back and even though he left the game Troop County was able to get the victory you got the LaGrange Grangers 3 and 1 on the season after losing a heartbreaker to Stars Mill last week 25 to 24 Stars Mill won it on a two point conversion there's no shame there LaGrange is still a great team but they get to play Whitewater the team trying to bounce back after losing to Troop County. It's kind of like the consolation round. Both teams are 3-1, and one, and both teams would like to get their first victory in region play. But this is going to be a great matchup in Fayetteville, Georgia tonight. So two big road contests in the Chattahoochee Valley. You got another big road contest. The Northside Patriots taking on Westover, who's 2-3 and three on the year, in Albany, Georgia, Northside. Had a big victory over Sumter County last week on a Thursday night game, 48-27, to as Malachi Hosley had three touchdowns, and the Northside Patriots push their record to 4-1. and one. You got the Hardaway Hawks, who got their first victory of the season over Harris County last week. You know, Harris County was up 20-9 to nine in this game. But touchdown runs by Darnell Brooks and Corey Davidson, and Hardaway was able to win at A.J. McClung Memorial Stadium, 23-20. And they are 1-4 on the season as they will take on 2-2 two two Peach County out of Fort Valley. So good luck to the Hardaway Hawks. The Kendrick Cherokees taking on Central of Macon. This is a region game. It's on the road in Macon. And both teams are 0-4, trying to pick up their first victory of the season. The Columbus Blue Devils are on the road for a non-region opponent as they will take on Mary Persons of Forsyth. So a lot of these teams in the Chattahoochee Valley are traveling on the road this Friday night. Looking at some of the smaller schools, we have a battle of two talented teams. The Calvary Christian Knights have rallied off four straight wins. They are taking on Heritage of Noonan, who is 4-0 on the season. You have Stratford Academy taking on Brookstone. Brookstone is 3-0 on the season after getting a statement win, a 33-10 victory over Mount Zion. You got St. Ampicelli, 4-1 on the season, traveling on the road to take on Gatewood, 
who is two and two on the season. Some of the action in 1A, we got Taylor County taking on Central of Talbotton. You have Greenville taking on Marion County. This was one of the candidates for high school game of the week. Manchester, 2-2, two two, taking on Chaco, also 2-2. Two two. Both teams are very talented and could make a deep run. This is really a game that could determine seedings when we get into the playoffs. Schley County, 2-2 two two on the season. After getting a bounce-back game over Central of Talbotton, 63 to nothing, and they travel on the road to take on Macon County. Here's some of the action in the Noonan area as East Coweta. What can I say about what East Coweta did against Lowndes of Valdosta? 49-34. to That game was televised on the GPB Broadcast Network, and they are taking on Lambert this Friday night. Noonan is 1-3 on the season as they defeated Paulding County 32-25 to last week. They're taking on South Paulding, who are 2-2 two two on the season. A statement win for Sandy Creek, 4-1 on the season. They defeated the defending 7A state champions, Collins Hill, 33-17. And they are taking on Jackson, who are 2-2 two two on the season. Fayette County, 1-3, taking on Riverdale, who is 2-3. You got Trinity Christian. The Lions come in at 2-2, taking on North Clayton, who is 1-4. You got Northgate, who's 1-4, taking on Veterans, who is 3-1. McIntosh is on a bye, but they did get the victory over Landmark Christian last week, 23-14. And the Landmark Christian War Eagles are hosting... Eagles Landing Christian Academy. This is a massive game tonight in Fairburn. You got Heard County that's trying to bounce back from their loss in the Pulpwood Classic there, one and three on the season, taking on Clarkson, who is also one and three. All right. I think it's about that time. It's time to recap my top ten for East Alabama and West Georgia. So here we go. Number one, the Auburn Tigers. The Auburn Tigers are playing lights out. They are 5-0 on the season. You look at some of these games that they have played. 31-0 over Jefferson Davis. 58-7 over Robert E. Lee. And they beat two top 10 schools on the road. I know that the Hoover game was a neutral site, but they beat Hoover 17-14, and they beat Enterprise on the road. Look, whatever Auburn's doing, it's working. And you can't underestimate the fact that Auburn makes a deep run in the state playoffs. They might even stay put right at home playing that game at Jordan-Hare Stadium. But looking down the road, they play Ramsey tonight. They play Opelika at home next week. They'll have a bye. They'll take on Central on the road. And then they follow up the season with Prattville and Smith Station. Look, say what you want. I mean, you have the four remaining teams in 7A Region 2, and I would not overlook any of those opponents, even Smith Station, because they have improved. But I'm looking at that October 14th game against Central, and that could be a playoff preview once again. Number two, the Lee Scott Academy Warriors. Look, I know they play in the AISA. I get it. They're not a big-time 7A powerhouse team. So you're probably wondering, why are you putting them number two ahead of Opelika and Central? Well, look at their resume. 
Head coach Buster Daniels got them playing with intensity and with passion. And if you look at who they have beaten, Chambers Academy 34 to nothing, Monroe Academy 45 to nothing, Morgan Academy 48 to 6. Their biggest test was the Glenwood Gators, and they handled them with ease 35 to 16. Now I get it, tonight is going to be a tough game. They're also taking on an undefeated team and making East Montgomery Academy. But Lee Scott Academy is on a mission, and they're on a mission to make a big run in the state playoffs. And that's why I have them at number two. Number three, the Central Red Devils. Four and one, they're still one of the top teams in the state of Alabama for 7A. Winning a state title in 2018, going to the state championship game against Thompson, however, falling 38 to 22. Head coach Patrick Nix expects excellence from his players. Central is expected to be here, but the big question is how do they respond from getting up off the mat after losing to Opelika? They just go down to Montgomery, Alabama on a Saturday morning and take care of business against Jefferson Davis. Now we'll see how they handle the national stage taking on IMG Academy tonight. It's going to be a great game. I'm going to record that game because I'm going to be up at Valley, but I I'm excited. Let's go. Let's play some big boy football. Number four, the Opelika Bulldogs. I had to drop them because they did lose to Prattville. It was an overtime game. It could have gone either way. You got to remember, the teams in East Alabama are top heavy. Opelika is still one of the top teams in this state. And they do have a big test against Theodore tonight, who are undefeated. Theodore made the playoffs last year in 7A. However, if Theodore has gone down to 6A, and you have Opelika that went from 6A to 7A. Looking at Theodore's resume, I mean, they got a huge win against Spanish Fort last week. Spanish Fort is one of the top teams in 6A. So this is going to be a good game tonight at Bulldog Stadium. Number five, it's all about Lochapoca. The Poca way is working. Head coach Rico Newton said it's state title or bust. They had a huge win over their arch rival, Notasaga. 50-14, to 14. and three-star running back J.C. Hart, he is the verbal commit to Auburn. However, Lochapoca is on a bye this week. They will travel to take on Calhoun next week. But I have them at 5-0. They are at a good ranking for the Lochapoca Indians. Number six, the Hanley Tigers. It's not like Hanley has snuck up on some people. This is a very good football team out of Roanoke, Alabama, if you're not familiar with where Roanoke is, just on the outskirts of the Chattahoochee Valley. After getting a narrow win over the Valley Rams, 22-20, Hanley has just took care of business. And they are 5-0, 2-0 in 4A Region 4, getting a big win over Central of Clay County, 26-15. And now they have a big road contest against the Lynette Panthers tonight. But I like where the Hanley Tigers are on my rankings. Number seven, the Beauregard Hornets. Who saw this coming? Beauregard, not only 5-0, but they've beat some pretty decent opponents, including Valley. They are playing like their glory days of their state title run in 2016. But beating Valley, beating Charles Henderson on the road last week, 26-24. to And they'll have a bye this week, and they'll play Silicaga at home next week. Number eight, and they are new to my list, the Realtown Rebels. It's easy to forget about Realtown. 
because they were playing Tallahassee their first game of the season. It was a Thursday night game. They lose to Tallahassee 37 to 13, and and I didn't really pay attention to Realtown just because Tallahassee was the team that Russell County beat in the spring game, and I didn't really think much of Realtown. I mean, they had a decent record last season, went six and five, five and two in the region, but they lost in the first round of the playoffs. But Realtown has won three straight games. They defeated Lafayette 41 to nothing. They defeated Goshen 42 to 22. And last Friday night, they defeated Barber County 76 to nothing. Now, Realtown is going to be on a bye, but they will host the Lynette Panthers for a region contest in two weeks. Just want to give some love to the Realtown Rebels who make my top 10 list for the first time this season. Number nine, the Eufaula Tigers, three and one after losing in overtime to Pike Road, the defending 5A state champions. Eufaula is a good team. They got a good quarterback in Copeland Cotton. They got a wide receiver that is verbally committed to Auburn. And I think what Eufaula is trying to do in 5A Region 2 is just to take a stand. They've beaten teams like Stanhope Elmore, 22-14, Heedland, 35-20, Greenville, 43-7. And uh, they're on a bye this week as well, but they will take on Carroll out of Ozark in two weeks. And number 10, I got the Chambers Academy Rebels. They've won three straight games, beating Edgewood Academy, Crenshaw Christian Academy, and Banks Academy. You got to look past that 0-2 record. Look at who they were playing. Lee Scott Academy and First Presbyterian Day. Those are two incredible opponents. And I am very fortunate to actually get to see Chambers Academy in action on October 28th when they will play at Glenwood. But Chambers Academy is taking on Bessemer Academy tonight. and Let's see how they do in this non-region game. All right, that was my top 10 for East Alabama. Now let's go to the top 10 in West Georgia. Number one, the Troop County Tigers. Beating Whitewater 43-33. Teo Todd is a human highlight film that is going to lead the charge for head coach Tanner Glisson. And the Troop County Tigers have looked spectacular for the first four games of the season. Now they take on a Stars Mill team that's also 4-0. And this game could determine playoff seeding. It's a battle of two top 10 teams in West Georgia. And I'm looking forward to it. Number two, the LaGrange Grangers. I know they got a tough loss against Stars Mill 25-24 last week. But LaGrange is getting ready to take on Whitewater in Fayetteville. And they have playmakers everywhere. Head coach Matt Napier has got a good team that I saw in person in that first week of the season when they dominated Smith Station 49-20. Magic Johnson is a highlight reel. They have a wealth of running backs to include Malachi Fanning Render and Jalen Brown. What can you say about what Jalen Brown has done at quarterback? LaGrange is going to be great. Number three, the Carver Tigers. After getting the big win over Hapefield Charter last night, Carver is 3-1, and one, getting ready to tackle region play as they are now in 3A, but they take on the Columbus Blue Devils at A.J. McClung Memorial Stadium next week. Carver's got some ballers. Jamari Riley... He was behind Flip Creedle last season, but now he is the guy. And head coach Pierre Coffey wants the Carver Tigers to play at a high level and compete for state championships, especially when they made that run to the state championship game last season. You have Darren Reed, 
who is leading the team in sacks, the verbal commit to LSU, and Kelton Smith on the offensive line, giving Navelle Dean time to throw the football. That is key for the Carver Tigers. Number four, the Brookstone Cougars. Now they are 3-0, a statement win over Mount Zion last week at Max Strong Stadium. And Brookstone has another home game against Stratford Academy. And then get ready for the battle for the Brucelli Jug next week as they will take on St. Ampicelli. Which, by the way, that's on my list at number five. Number five, the St. Ampicelli Vikings. They lost to Tattnall Square Academy, but they did beat Glenwood to start the season. They are 4-1. and one. They did get a very good road victory last week against Stratford Academy. And they're going to be on the road again, taking on 2-2 two and two Gatewood. Number six, the Northside Patriots. Northside got a big win over Sumter County last weekend, 48-27. Malachi Hosley had three touchdowns. And Northside taking on Westover, trying to push their record to 5-1. and one, Getting ready for that big matchup against Harris County and once they start region play. Number seven, the Calvary Christian Knights. They have won four straight games. They have the best running back in the nation just about. I mean, he's second in rushing. Keldon Smith just doing a great job. They got a big game taking on undefeated Heritage tonight. Calvary Christian 4-1 taking on the 4-0 Heritage Hawks. Number eight, the Callaway Cavaliers, and I don't think that they're going to stay number eight very long. I believe they're going to get the win over Radon tonight, and they are just going to go on a run. Look, can we just get past the 0-3? The three losses were a one-point loss to 7A Opelika. They played one of the top teams in 4A Cedartown. It was a tough game. It was on the road, 47-7. And then they lose to Troop County at Callaway Stadium, and that was a game where Troop County is just playing on another level. They did defeat Heard County in the Pulpwood Classic, but playing Redan tonight at Callaway Stadium could give the Callaway Cavaliers that confidence that they need. And head coach Pete Wiggins has got a good quarterback. Deshaun Coleman, I know all the talk is about Teo Todd, but Deshaun Coleman wants to prove that he is the guy. So let's go. I want to see Callaway go on a run. I'm tired of the Callaway fans dogging me saying that I have them ranked number eight. They're not going to be ranked number eight very long. I will probably bump them above the other schools that are considered private schools. You're, you're like, why, why are you putting Callaway under a private school? Like, if Callaway played Brookstone or St. Ampicelli on a neutral field, Callaway would win. I probably agree with that. I believe that they would probably hang with Carver. But I can't put them in my top two because they're one and three. I mean, I know that's crazy, but <laughs> I, I look at their schedule. Callaway, Callaway is going to be fine. If you look at their schedule, they take on Redan. Next week, they travel to Decatur to take on Columbia. They're back home on the 14th against Towers. They take on Eagles Landing Christian Academy on the 22nd. Then they're on the road against McNair and then Landmark Christian. Callaway is going to be fine. Number nine, Schley County. I know they're two and two. They played some very good opponents. But Schley County getting a dominant win over Central Talbotton, 63 to nothing. And they're back at it on the road against Macon County. And Schley County, just one of those teams that could compete for a state title. 
Number 10, I got the Spencer Green Wave. And I got Spencer on this list because they did defeat Kendrick. Their two losses were to Westover and Carver. But they did defeat Kendrick and Greenville as they get ready for region play. Rutland comes to A.J. McClung Memorial Stadium tonight. Let's see if Spencer could respond. Some of the other teams on the outskirts looking in include the Columbus Blue Devils, the Manchester Blue Devils, the Chattahoochee County Panthers. All of those teams are 2-2. Two and two. All of those teams were deserving to get into my top 10. And You'll have to tune in to Monday's show to see my new top 10 as I will reveal new rankings on Monday's show. You don't want to miss it. All right, I think it is time to bring on my co-host and broadcast partner, Corey Bank, here on the show to break down Russell County at Valley. It is a treat because we are going to be up at Valley, Alabama to call a Russell County road game, and I'm excited about this. I've been to Valley before. I went last season when Russell County did defeat Valley, so you don't want to miss it. We'll be back with Corey. Welcome back to the show. On the show, I've got my co-host and my broadcast partner for the high school game of the week on the CW Jabama, Corey Bank. Corey, great having you back to talk a little high school football, previewing this Russell County Valley game. I'm doing great. Let's talk about this upcoming Russell County Valley game. Russell County comes in one and three on a three-game losing streak, taking on the Valley Rams, who are two and two on the season. This game is played up at Ram Stadium up at Valley, Alabama. I mean, this Valley Rams team, they're familiar with Russell County, which, by the way, it's also the home of Point University. I was able to be in attendance at a Russell County Valley game last season, just a great facility. And Valley's got a very talented dual-threat quarterback, Cam Dooley. Corey, what are your thoughts on Valley, and what challenge brings Russell County ahead of this game? Let's talk about this Valley team. Like you said, Cameron Dooley, number one quarterback, he enjoys getting outside the tackle box to extend plays with his legs, and he steps up into his throws. He's an excellent athlete, has a great arm, and is able to throw the ball down the field really well. But he can also scramble outside the pocket and make defenders miss when he gets into that second level, making him very dynamic as an athlete for this Valley team. Corey, what does Russell County got to do to win this game? In order for Russell County to win this football game, Richard, they're going to have to control the game in the trenches. So James Todd is going to have to get in the backfield and wreak havoc. Devin Presley has got to dial up the blitzes to get in the backfield and stuff the holes so that they have no running lanes for this Valley team. That's in order for them to win. They're also going to have to have Don Quavius Crawford to be a ball hawk in the secondary and making those necessary open field tackles, Richard. And I was very impressed with the freshman running back, Kelston Tarver, who has helped with the workload for three-star running back Drew Pickett. We already know Drew Pickett is committed to go to Wake Forest. Drew Pickett got majority of the carries last season, so it's nice to have depth at the running back position. He is actually one of the top ranked running backs according to Rivals.com. But Kelston Tarver, we call his name a lot. He had a big run in that Wetumpka game. He is only going to get better. 
Now, Drew Pickett is anticipating a breakaway game. He has got to get some holes that are built by the offensive line. It really has to start in the trenches. Another guy we're going to have to look out for in this Valley team is Chase Childs, running back slash wide receiver number six. He is a Swiss Army knife. He is a great athlete. When you get him out in space, he can be deadly, making the shake moves in the secondary. He's got great agility, but he also has the capability to run downhill and carry defenders. But also, they use him sometimes as a returner, so he's an X factor for this Valley team. Russell County did beat Valley last year, but Valley is looking for some payback. But can Russell County hang with the Valley Rams? Valley looks like a very improved team. They beat Lynette 19 to nothing. Lynette is one of the top teams in the state of Alabama for 2A. Valley did have a close loss to Hanley 22 to 20. They did lose to region foe Beauregard. But if you look at their two wins, a win over the Lynette Panthers and a win a couple of weeks ago against Sylacauga, they're fresh off a bye getting ready to take on the Russell County Warriors. Valley is right there as one of the top teams in 5A, and Russell County is going to have a challenge on their hands. So one of the reasons why we're calling this Russell County Valley game, because Glenwood is on a bye, and Smith Station is up the road in Alexander City, taking on 6A opponent Benjamin Russell. Smith Station had a slugfest against the Dothan Wolves at T.C. Britton Field at Panther Stadium last Friday night, 57-43. And Smith Station is 1-4 on the season, and they're going to have to get a bounce-back road victory over a talented Benjamin Russell. We have seen this Smith Station team. What does the Panthers have to do to get this win? Well, they're going to have to get it going with their quarterback, Jackson Greer. He's going to have to get outside a tackle box, and he's going to have to use the RPO, we've seen him use it quite well. Well, he's going to throw that football down the field to Devin Peterman. At the same time, we've also seen him dynamic getting inside the holes as a running threat quarterback. That's what's going to have to make the difference in that regard for that Panther team. I cannot wait. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to have my DVR set for the high school game of the week. Corey, they're going to have a kickoff time of 6 p.m. at Garrison Harrison Stadium for the high school game of the week, IMG Academy versus Central. It's a 6 o'clock kickoff because they want to get this game nationally televised to get the most audience. It's a primetime game. There's still people trying to get off work on Fridays. We're going to be up at Ram Stadium at 8, but this game is going to kick off two hours prior to our kickoff. I'm telling you, anytime you have a national game of the week that is televised on ESPNU, but you got to handle it to the schedule makers. Scheduling IMG Academy, knowing that there is a lot of players on both teams that are going to play at the next level. Absolutely, it is true. There's a lot of talent there. Me being from Florida and seeing this IMG team they have a lot of talent, and it doesn't matter what sport. They breed guys going to that next level. A lot of Division One commits in general, and not only the Division One level, Division Two, NAIA, Division Three. They seem to have something there that is a formula to get those guys to the next level. All right, Corey, I am excited about calling that game against the Valley Rams. Later tonight at Ram Stadium, you could watch the game on Beam's YouTube channel and CTV Beam. 
And you can watch a replay of the game at starting at 11 o'clock on Saturday and Sunday mornings on the CW Jabama. And as always, I enjoy just calling these games with you, Corey, because your knowledge of the game and your energy and your passion, it really works. I mean, we call a game and like our first game, we really didn't know what to expect because it was our first game together. But I think we're starting to get used to like the style of how we do games together. And who knows, it might carry on to other sports. I truly think so as well. It's a pleasure covering the games with you. I feel the genuine appreciation for these fans, these kids, and these schools, and the genuine love for the game, Richard. It's always a pleasure covering these games with you. Absolutely, Corey. And I will see you out there later tonight. All right. That was my broadcast partner for the high school game of the week on the CW Jabama and my co-host, Corey Bank. And uh, we will be calling the Russell County Valley game later tonight. I can't wait for that game. That's all the time I have here on the show. Thank you, everybody, who has listened to another episode of Friday Night Lights, the high school football preview review show for week six. I hope that everybody has a great time watching high school football tonight. Be safe out there. Don't forget that I have my high school football preview review show for week seven next Friday, same time, same channel here on WQEE from five to six. Hope everybody has a great rest of your weekend. You've been listening to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdred. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast. Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been the Sports Beat with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved.